Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Ross Tucker. And it's time for Ask Ross. This is where we take your questions for Ross. And then the best question wins the KSN polo shirt. If you want to submit a question for Ross, it's really easy. Download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask Ross button. And there you go. And you know what, Ross? It's the off season, so we're running a little bit lower on questions. If you want to make sure your question gets answered by Ross, this is a good time to send it in. All right. Let's get started with uh, Sam from Belfont says, James Franklin gave a starting five of the offensive line going left to right, Ross. It's Fashanu, Tengwall, Scruggs, Worley, and Caden Wallace. Sam says, I'm really high on Fashanu and Tengwall. Are you also, and how good could the rest of the line be? So, I don't know that I would say really high on those guys. I would say I was encouraged by what I saw from them in a limited sample size last year. And I like the fact that they are going to get so many reps this spring next to each other. You know, it's Tangwall's second year there, Fashano's third year there. So, that's encouraging um and I guess on some level the fact that Bryce Effner isn't a starter is probably a positive right Jim you know the fact that Effner who's played you know he's been kind of their swing guy their sixth guy the fact that he is not in the starting lineup right now I think is probably encouraging you know because He's a guy that you feel like Penn State feels like they can put in the game, but that they'd rather have somebody they deem better out there. So I think that's great. I, I think it's great that, um, you know, they feel like these other guys are better than Efner and that Efner can be a swing guy. And, you know, for Tangwall and Wormley, the spring is a huge opportunity for them because the reality is, Hunter Norzad's coming. And I was at Princeton on Wednesday. I did a speech at my alma mater, and uh, those coaches were very high on Norzad. They, they think he's really good, really good. And so it <clears throat> sounds to me like he's got a great chance to be one of those guards. Um, although he didn't play guard at Cornell. He played right tackle. So that's going to be an adjustment a little bit too. But I, I think he's got a pretty good chance to be one of those guards. So it's almost like Wormley and Tangwall, even though they're playing different spots, they're almost competing against each other if we believe Norzad's going to come in and take one of those spots, which creates depth, right? You know, um, I'll be curious to see who the next tackle is. If, if it works out that way, maybe Tangwall becomes the next guy at both tackle spots. You know, or maybe Tangwall starts at left guard and Norzad's at right guard, but Tangwall's still the next guy at both tackle spots. And if something happens, they bump him out and bring in Wormley or bring in Efner. So I know 
it's interesting. A lot of people made a lot out of Franklin saying lack of depth on the offensive line. I think he was talking pure numbers. I think he was talking, you know, not necessarily we don't have good backups that we could put in a game like an Efner. I think he was saying, I don't even know if they have 10 scholarship guys for spring ball, Jim. I think they're probably right about at 10 for spring ball right now. I believe that is the case, Ross. In fact, there's a walk-on who was listed as a defensive lineman who is in the depth chart on offensive line in the spring, and I think it's exactly how you said it. It's just a case of numbers. I do want to ask you one more question about the offensive line. It seemed like one of the criticisms of the interior of the offensive line, they were bullied a bit, uh, pushed around a bit. Do you think it's significant that Juice Scruggs at center, he's, his weight is now listed 12 pounds higher than what it was previously? He obviously looked to get bigger during the spring. So, yeah, I, I don't feel great about that, to be honest with you. I'll be really curious to see how he performs that way. I think center is the position where weight is the least important. You don't see a lot of really heavy centers in the NFL. He played very well last year. I thought he was their best offensive lineman. So I'm not sure I understand the logic of putting on 12 pounds. I don't believe you can put on 12 pounds of pure muscle in that short of a time as a guy that's tried and I've put on 12 pounds, it was not all muscle. You can look at my rookie year to my second year, I can assure you. So um, let's see what he weighs when camp starts. Let's see what he weighs when the season starts. But I don't make a lot out of it other than I don't really feel great about it, to be honest with you, Jim. I, I, I could sit here and say, oh, that's great. He's bulking up. He's getting bigger. He's going to be stronger and tougher. I... I am always genuine, always authentic with the audience. I always tell you guys what I really think. I don't really think it's good. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be encouraged or happy that he gained that much weight. I think he's listed at what, like 319 now maybe or something like that? Yes, yes. I think that, he went that's 307 a little too heavy for his frame. He's only 6'3". I'm not a fan of it. Gotcha. That's interesting. Let's get to our next question, and that's Doug in Lewistown. He says, great show, guys. Wanted to get your take on Allen Robinson going to the Rams. I'm seeing it as an early Christmas present for A-Rob. Also, can you share any secrets of bracket picking since you're on top of the DP Celebrity Challenge? What is that about, Ross? That's so funny. Um, so, a couple things. Number one, um, why don't we have more questions? I love your questions. Send them in. Ask Ross. Email on the gym or right there on the app. I love your, you can ask me anything. I would answer any question you guys ask. Food, Penn State back in the day, current team, you know, how often I cry at night that I didn't get to play at Penn State. Whatever you guys <laughs> want to ask me, you can ask me. Um, you know, I think it's a good spot for Allen Robinson, uh, although my initial reaction after the Devontae Adams trade was, didn't the Packers try to get Allen Robinson? You know, he's getting like $15 million a year. I think Allen Robinson and Aaron Rodgers would have been an awesome fit, and he would clearly be the number one receiver there, as opposed to 
going to the Rams where Cooper Cup's the guy. I mean, Cooper Cup's the number one guy, and Robinson really will be more of a number two. Um, and I thought the Rams have too many receivers now with Woods and Odell Beckham, but then they traded Woods, and Odell Beckham uh, is, you know, obviously a free agent, and, you know, they're not going to sign him till during the season at some point coming off that injury. So he'd be kind of more reinforcements, if you will. So the Rams kind of needed Allen Robinson so that Stafford had another big, good weapon like that. So I do think it's a good spot for him. Tell you what, a lot of the guys like to live in L.A., Jim. A lot of the guys like to live in L.A. A lot of these guys want to play for the Chargers and Rams. L.A.'s nice. The weather's nice. You know, there's celebrities out there. I, I think the guys like it. And it's also nicer if you're making $15 million a year. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend uh, going to L.A. On a, on a different budget. But, yes, it's pretty nice if you're making that much money. Um, so we got all that. Um, as for the Dan Patrick Show Challenge, I got to be honest with you. I watch very little college basketball. I don't watch college basketball until like the conference tournaments. You know what my secret is? I pick very few upsets. If I'm in a bracket like that, for the most part, I go chalk. I think I picked a couple that I knew about and felt good about, and they ended up hitting. But I got a couple Final Four teams, I think, that are already knocked out, so I'm not going to win that thing, the Dan Patrick Challenge. It's not going to happen. But it's nice to at least get some of the uh, the love and the attention for being on top now. <laughs> All right, let's go to Mike in State College. He says, Ross, Penn State just hired an offensive analyst. They have been beefing up their staff on both sides of the ball. What's the role of an offensive or defensive analyst, and can they interact with the players in any way? So... Really what it is is there's always projects, special projects that you can work on. There's always studies that can be done. And I think Nick Saban started this trend with bringing in a lot of guys as analysts, and he feels like they get a lot of value out of it. You know, it's it's manpower. There's always something you could be doing, right? There, you know, James Franklin could say, man, I wish I had someone that could just study Alabama's short yardage. They're so good in short yardage, and we've struggled in that area. I wish, but you don't have time to do that. You don't, you don't have enough people to do that. Well, you bring in an analyst, that's what they can do. They can watch every short yardage and goal line play for Alabama and say, all right, here's what they're doing. Um, what's funny is, is my guess is what they're doing is they're running their big you-know-what running back behind their awesome O-line, and they're getting the two darn yards. It's probably what they're doing. I don't think they're reinventing the wheel. Get the 340-pound dude, Evan Neal, that looks like he weighs 250. Get guys like that, okay? Um, I think that's probably the secret. But <clears throat> that's the point. Um, I believe they – I don't know their limitations on interaction with players. My understanding is they cannot be on the field during practice, which I think is so awkward. The NCAA has so many stupid rules. So let me get this straight. 
you can hire as many people as you want to be in the building, but you limit how many can actually be on the field for the actual practice. What is the logic of that? I mean, I, I think I told you this before, Jim. Um, I talked to an SEC school. Every on-field coach, every full-time on-field coach has a recruiting coach that solely services them. So the areas they recruit, the position they recruit, I mean, it used to be there was, like, FCS schools have one guy. Um, even, like, I know a Big Ten school that has four guys. The SEC school, ten guys. Every guy has their own recruiting guy. Because I think I told you, the one guy texted me to find out how to really spell Javen Williams' name. I was like, who's this? I am so-and-so's recruiting guy. I was like... <laughs> Okay, I call him like, what do you mean recruiting? Yeah, we all, each coach has their own guy. Wow, that is interesting. All right, Ross, that'll have to be it for Ask Ross. Stick around in quarter number four. Chris is back with us, and we're going to name our winner. Stay tuned for that. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 